Hey yo, we back for another episode of Last Dragon Radio, man. I'm your boy, the one and only Bruce Leroy, and we have a hell of a show lined up for you guys, man. Unfortunately, we gotta say goodbye to the late great John Singleton. We also have this episode's drops. We have a new wave, and we are finally at the second round of the NBA playoffs, baby. For this episode, we hit Facebook and asked you guys if you had any debates or any topics to, that, we, that you guys wanted us to cover up here, and we got back some really good ones. But before we get into any of that, I just want to say thank you, man, from the bottom of my heart. Like, just the response that I got off of that first episode alone was amazing, man. Just like, just just the kind words of wisdom. Like, when I asked you guys for feedback off of that thing, just the things you did. The things that I got back, the 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 response I got back, man, just like, bro, I like truly like appreciate you guys like from the like the bottom of my heart, man. It's I'm so thankful to have a group of friends and just family and just people that just fuck with your boy the long way. And I'm I truly see it now. Like if I didn't see it before, I truly see it now. Like y'all really fuck with your boy. And I appreciate it, man. So just thank you. Like like, especially if you listen to that first episode and you, you fuck with it. Even if you ain't listen to if you listen to this one right now, like, I fuck with you, bro. So, just, like, y'all keep listening, subscribing, like, yeah, just just rock with me because I understand, like, it's going to be a process and we're going to change and we're we going to get better because there's, there's nothing for us to do but get better with this thing. And, and yeah, man, so, um, before I move forward um, with the episode, I just want to say this because being that this will drop on Mother's Day, I have to say, man, just happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, everybody, man. You are greatly appreciated, especially up here on Last Dragon Radio. We fuck with y'all, man. Like, my mama, my baby's mama, his mama, her mama, uh, everybody's mamas. Mama's mamas, mama's mama's mamas. Like, like for real, man, like, like to be honest with you, y'all deserve more than one day because the things that I see y'all do with just the bare minimum, man, is amazing, like, you guys are walking and breathing superheroes out here, just the things you guys are doing, and it's it's just know that it's like it's it's really appreciated, and I love you guys, and just enjoy your day and do your thing, go out there and slay, sis. Like I said, we salute you guys, we truly appreciate you guys, and we thank you. Before we start the show off, we have to say goodbye to a legend, an icon, and my nigga, John Singleton. On January the sixth, in nineteen sixty-eight. John Daniel Singleton was born in South Los Angeles. He was a film director, screenwriter, and producer. At only the age of 24, he became one of the first African Americans and youngest people to be nominated and win an Academy Award for Best Producer for the film Boys in the Hood. Being a native of South Los Angeles, he often used the big screen to tell his story of what it was like to be from the inner city. In films like Poetic Justice, Baby Boy, and Higher Learning. He also made the action films Too Fast, Too Furious, Shaft, and Four Brothers. In television, he co-created, he helped co-create the hit series Snowfall. But unfortunately, at the age of 51, John Singleton passed away due to a stroke on April 28th, 2019. So now we say goodbye to a father of seven, a cousin, a son, a nephew, a grandson, and so much more. And John, I just want to say, I am truly thankful for the way that you knocked down doors, knocked down barriers. And my brother, if it wasn't for people like you, none of this would be possible. 
you've often shown us that we don't have to be field hands and factory workers. We can be screenplay writers and directors and producers. Man, the things that you've done to pave the way for people like me to chase my dreams and start this podcast, man, have been so amazing to watch. You have often given out flowers and helped people plant seeds along the way. So just like I did in that first episode, I gave out those flowers. So I'm going to continue to do that. And when this platform grows and it gets big enough, I'll be able to allow people to come on my show and plant their own seeds. So thank you, John, for inspiring me and motivating me in ways that I haven't seen a lot of people like us do. So thank you for being a brother and in this in this in this community and in in this climate. And I'm truly blessed. Thank you, John. Let's get to these drops, man. So on this episode, we did the drops a little bit different and we wanted to play at least one song off of each project just so you guys get a feel for what the project is like. So with that being said, I just want to say we don't own any of this music that we're going to be playing. And that's just for legal purposes. So we, get, so we don't get jammed up in the end. And we got four drops for you guys um, on this episode. And some of the drops are a little bit old, like maybe like they came out two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And the only reason why I did that is so I have time to really listen to these projects and give you my feedback, my takeaways, and so I can really grade them. And I'm grading these projects based off a scale. Like, okay, let's just say, just to give you an example, let's just say you got 10 songs on your project and I download five into my my library. So therefore, I would grade you a five out of 10. And that grading scale is based off of replay value alone. And my replay value alone is, that's how I normally do it. Like if I listen to it, two or three times and I add it to my library, I'll go back and listen to them. So, so yeah, so let's get into this, this first one. This is, um, Schoolboy Q crash talk. Man, this is a super hard record. I really fuck with this record off of here, man. This, uh, this, this song had me really hyped to listen to this project. Um, when I heard the set, this is the first single, by the way, off of there. This is Num Num Juice. Um, when I heard this song, man, it, it had me super excited to listen to it. But when the second single dropped, which is Chopsticks, um, the one with him and Travis Scott, man, that song kind of threw me off. So it kind of had me a little delayed as far as like when I wanted when I wanted to go listen to it versus when it came out. And then when I really listened to it, uh, it just kind of threw me off, man. And maybe it was just the him and Travis collab. Maybe it just doesn't work. I haven't really ever heard them collab anyway. So when I seen it, I was like, okay, well, that's different. But maybe it'll work. It didn't work for me. Um, the songs I was fucking with off that project, though, is um, Num Num Juice, of course. The one you hear in the background. Um, Drunk, Him in Black. That's the joint feature in Black. Uh, Black Folk, hard track on there. Also, um, Floating, featuring him and 21 Savage. Dangerous with him and Cuddy. Man, that song is hard. I honestly wanted to play that song for y'all, but Num Num Juice is such a hard, hard track. So, but go listen to that. Um, he definitely got them hums from Cuddy. It ain't a Cuddy feature if you don't get them hums. Uh, and Crash, um, that's another track on there um, I really like. It was a uh, really, honestly, it's a deeper track, but um, definitely go listen to that project. Uh, that's Crash Talk um, by uh, Schoolboy Q. I graded that project uh, 9 out of 14. He had 14 songs on there. I downloaded um, nine of them. I, I have gone back and listened to it since I've listened to it the first time. So it definitely has that replay value that you look for in uh, a project. Um, the song, a uh, song that I wasn't really fucking with off of there, man, is that that one with him and Lil Baby, that water. Went really feeling that track. I guess it might have been like, 
I don't know, man. I felt like Schoolboy gave him an alley oop, and he just missed the like baby just missed the whole thing. And maybe uh, Schoolboy put it on there. I don't know if he maybe he liked it, but it wasn't really my cup of tea, and I wasn't really feeling it. But definitely go check out the the project. It's super super dope. I graded that a nine out of fourteen again, and that was Crash Talk by Schoolboy Q. This next drop is the Baby Girl Tink voicemails. Man, this track right here is so hard. This is I Wanna Be Down by Tink off of that uh, Project Voicemails, man. This track is crazy right here, man. I, obviously for the uh, the sample, but man, she's really talking her talk on this thing, man. She's really talking her talk on this whole project, man. Like, So y'all go check that out. The, the songs I was messing with the most off of that thing was this song right here, I Wanna Be Down, Ride It featuring Dage Loaf, Bad Side, um, I need your love and difference. Really, man, like this whole project flows very smoothly, just like the vast majority of all her projects do. I've been messing with Tink since that Winter's Diaries, too. Um, definitely, if you ain't heard that, go back and check that out. That's the old Tink. But uh, yeah, man, like um, I'm a Tink fan, so I, I like it. Uh, I, got, I graded it um, an 8 out of 12. She got 12 songs on here, and I actually downloaded eight of them. But yeah, man, go check out this project. Um, my takeaways as far as like critiques, um, I'm going to say that she needs to venture out more and do more features. Like that feature she got from Dej Loaf was really, really hard, man. That's honestly one of my favorite songs on this um, project. But yeah, man, baby girl, keep doing your thing. You've been doing your thing for a while, man. And to be honest with you, I, I feel like that's the reason why she's kind of like still considered underground is because she doesn't venture out enough and her project's normally just flow like like this one does so yeah man um those are my takeaways and my critiques for this album um or this project definitely go check that out that was tink's uh voicemails and i gave that a eight out of twelve next up we got that boy pnb rock trap star turned pop star Man, this song right here, yo, this shit right here might be the summer's hit right here. This is him and uh, that kid, Lil Skies, I Like Girls, man. This this song right here is honestly like, this shit really shocked me. His whole project really shocked me, man. It's really actually good. And I'm not a PNB rock fan. Honestly, like, I honestly listened to this for y'all just so I could like give y'all like my critiques on certain albums, even the ones that like artists that I don't feel. I don't want to be biased and just only pick the artists that I like and just give y'all um my takes on their projects or whatnot i want to be able to give y'all different types of artists and just bring y'all different artists uh different types of artists and different projects every episode but this one right here really shocked me man this is a really good project for him coming from me a, a person that's not a fan but he honestly made me somewhat a, a fan with this and i'm definitely looking forward to what he's going to do with his next project but the songs that i uh really liked off of this thing was this song right here i like girls featuring little skies uh dreaming um go to mars featuring him and t grizzly uh all these bands featuring tory lanes and middle child featuring xxx tentacion and that really kind of uh that feature right there alone I'm pretty that i'm pretty sure that uh drove home a lot of like listens and probably replay value for him to be able to get that feature being um x is not here with us anymore but that song is super hard my um takeaways as far as like critiques for this project with him man honestly it's too long he has 18 songs on this project, and I get maybe he tried to take a Drake aspect with um the way that he did his Scorpion with the two-sided because it was like one through uh 
eight or at one through nine or something like that and then it switched to a whole nother like vibe and that's cool and all but you kind of got to bring it when you do things like that having 18 songs and i only uh downloaded 10 of them um 10 of them and to be honest with you that's all honestly he could have gave us just 10 songs and that would have been good for him it probably would have been a better project honestly but definitely the features of most of the most of the feature on the features on these things are cold he got some he has some songs that that by himself that are actually good like dreaming um but yeah man definitely go check out this this project it was actually really good for pnb looking forward to what he's gonna do in the future and yeah man that was a trap star turned pop star i graded that a 10 out of 18 go check that out all right y'all so now we're gonna get into this last drop honestly i saved the best for last this is the baby girl rico nasty anger management Man, honestly, this whole fucking project fucking rocks from forget- from beginning to end. This is hating right here. This track right here is hating. Bro, when I tell you, bro, like, I probably listen to, I probably go to this album, like, every day. Like, just for different songs. But this whole thing rocks out, man. Um, I really don't even have anything bad to say about this album, honestly. She's got nine songs. I downloaded seven. And the only reason, it, like, one or two of them are, like, skits. So I'm not going to give you skits, obviously. But yeah, man, the songs that I like the most, though, um, Hatin', uh, Cold, uh, Cheat Code, um, Big Titties, uh, it's got Earth, they got, she got Earth Gang on there also, um, and Sellout, man, this whole project is fucking fire, Rico's been doing that thing underground for a long time, and like, honestly, I feel like if she ain't, like, in your top for, like, girls that's, like, out doing their thing right now, man, you ain't listening Obviously, you ain't checking for Rico, and that's cool. Maybe she ain't your cup of tea, but definitely she mine, bro. Like, I'm sipping that cup of tea at Rico every day on the daily. Like, she been killing shit, man. This song is obviously fire for the the, the Jay-Z um, beat, but, man, like, I, I, I definitely graded this, like, very high. Like, I don't have any bad takeaways from this. Just, Rico, keep doing your thing. This is a fire project, like, and that's what I'm talking about for these artists, man. Like, put your best group of songs on one album like don't give us none of the ones oh this might hit this might and uh bro she gave us nine solid fucking songs and one of them was like a, a a skit or something like that but man yeah man like rico keep doing your thing i'm here for it keep slaying queen and yeah man those are our drops for this episode and we on to that new wave man all right so before we get into this new wave i just want to say this Every episode may not have a new wave, but that's just because I want to make sure you guys are getting genuine content and then I'm actually putting you guys on somebody who's a diamond in the rough. So therefore, I might need you guys help sometimes on finding these these uh, new artists and underground artists and just making sure that we kind of like get them that shine too. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and get into this thing, man. So the artist I'm bringing you for this episode is a kid from Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi, Texas. See, I can't even say the shit. I can't even say that the name of where he's from because it's it's very rare you you have an artist that come from there actually reps um Corpus Christi because he's actually repping Corpus Christi on this new project. His name is Kevin Abstract. He's more so known from being a frontman in a band called Brock Hampton. Um, I found out about this kid from watching a, a series on um, Viceland called American um, Boy Bands. Um, this kid is super 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 dope. Um, on this project and on um, other projects, uh, he put out an EP maybe a couple years ago, 
And he came. He actually came out that um and said that he was gay on that project, which is very honorable and very dope of this kid to be so young and like actually be doing his thing, man. And I actually want to play a song for you guys. Just you guys listen to that song or rock out that song. This is Kevin Abstract, and this is a song called "Use Me" off of his project, off of his project Arizona Baby. Niggas was in that back room, see I ain't sitting with that. Niggas was hitting that glass too, yeah I ain't fucking with that. I'm still smoking that crack too, my mama was dealing with that. Big skies out in Corpus, them lights are so close. Nigga rockin' better fortune, yeah, I'm still tryin' for every one minute. Yeah, I'm still searching, y'all, yeah, still reaching, man, fuck the law. Fuck the law, she fuck the law. Close the blinds, let the lights go off. Duck the wall, fix the brakes saw and take it off with speed and please. You let me on my knees, generational trauma, please. I wonder how far I can bring this shit to my existence, my nigga. And all right, man, that was again, that was Kevin Abstract and that was used me. And that, that song comes off a project called Arizona Baby. And he is our new way for this week. All right. So let's move on to the second round of the NBA playoffs, baby. All right. In that first series, we got the Bucks and the Celtics. Kyrie pretty much led the way for the Celtics, but it wasn't enough. His numbers that he put up in that series weren't enough for a Yontis and the Bucks, man. Um, Kyrie throughout that series, he averaged 20 points a game, 6.4 assists per game, 4.2 rebounds per game, and 1.6 steals per game. Those were his averages for that series. Now, Kyrie honestly didn't perform up to par. The reason why they got booted in five. And to be honest with you, I thought I saw that series going, I saw this series, one of the, being one of the series that go a lot further than it did. But Kyrie's play was not enough, and the Celtics, their their play in, in general wasn't enough for the Bucks. Giannis, on the, on the other hand, <clears throat> he averaged for the series twenty eight point four points per game, five point two assists per game, ten point eight rebounds per game, and one point six steals per game. Man, he racked up this series. He looked exactly like he was like he's like he's been looking all season. Uh, MVP caliber player, and I honestly see him keeping it up the rest of the um the rest of the playoffs, man. And uh, yeah, the Bucks took that one in five, um, four games to one, and we'll, um we'll move on to that next series. They await the winner of um the Sixers and Raptors. Um, the next series we have the Warriors and Rockets. Uh, KD led the way for the most for the majority of the part in that series. The Warriors end up taking that one um, in six games, four games to two. Uh, James Harden would not be denied in that series, though. He racked up big in that one. He he fought hard, but that the Rockets didn't have enough to get past the Warriors, man. It, and they and it doesn't seem like that. Like it just seems like the Rockets, regardless. I mean, the Warriors, regardless of who who they have on their team, they just have the Rockets number. The Rockets just don't seem to have the um, the luck in their favor when they go against the Warriors, man. I don't know what it is. Chris Paul was healthy this year. They actually played well in that series, even though KD got hurt um, late in that game five, and he didn't even play at all in game six. The Rocket, the Rockets still couldn't get it done. But yeah, man, KD he uh, he balled out that series. He averaged uh, thirty points per game, 
uh, 5.3 assists per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, 1.5 steals per game. Man, those numbers are crazy. But James Harden, on the other hand, he averaged 35, uh, 35 points per game also, 5.5 assists per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, and 2.2 steals per game. Man, those numbers are crazy, but it wasn't enough for them to get past the Warriors. And the Warriors await the winner of the Denver and Portland series. Moving on to the next series, we have this, uh, the Sixers and the Raptors. That series, on the other hand, is still going on. It's tied at three games apiece. And I combined two of that stars' uh, stats together just because Kawhi's been balling, but you cannot, like, overlook uh, Pascal's, um, his performance, man. Siakam's been really balling throughout the whole playoffs, and he, he turned up this series also. So um, with their combined stats, that put them at 54.2 points per game combined, 6.5 st- uh, assists uh, per game combined, 16.1 rebounds combined, and three steals combined. Man, those numbers are crazy for two players. They 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 really are are gelling right now, and they got it going. And honestly, they're my favorite in the series. <clears throat> I'm um I'm looking forward to hopefully they're moving on and facing the Bucks in the next in the next series. That one should be a good one. But if the Sixers so happen to pull it out, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to them too. But on the other hand, we got Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid. I combined their stats together, and they averaged. 40 points per game, 9.5 assists per game, 17.1 rebounds per game, and two and two steals um, per game. They're balling out together. They're really gelling. They look really good. And, man, they are really giving the Raptors a run. I saw the series being pretty good and pretty close. To be honest with you, as far as the East goes, that series have been a lot more, like, fun to watch. I don't know what it is, but – it might it might be just um the West and the way it, it wrapped the the way it came down to Portland actually doing their thing um throughout each series and us expecting maybe the Thunder to be there instead of Portland. But nonetheless, Portland's been balling also. And and with Portland being brought up, let's move on to that next series, man. Um the Nuggets and and, and Blazers. So <clears throat> I also in this in this series, I combined two players' stats together to get them a total because you can't just bring up Jokic for the for the Nuggets and not and not bring up Murray as far as like who's been leading the way. They both have like as far and as far as the Nuggets go, they are very team oriented and they play very team oriented basketball. They move the ball move the ball very well and they're very fun to watch. So as far as their averages combined together go, I get um I got them um at. 52 52 points per game, 14.1 assists per game, 20 rebounds per game, and 1.5 steals per game combined. That is Murray and Jokic stats combined. Uh, Now, as far as the Blazers go, CJ and Dame, they've been hooping as well. I got them combined at 51 points per game, 9.1 assists per game, 10 rebounds per game, and 1.5 steals per game. Those are the averages throughout this series. And that series is also tied at three games apiece. And I look forward to the winner of that series facing um, the Warriors in the next round. 
Now, with all that being said, with all the averages and stuff out the way, I just want to say this, man. To be honest with you, this both this second round has been really amazing to watch. All these teams. To be honest with you, my favorite series out of all of these have, has been that that Nuggets and Blazers series. They they've had a couple of overtimes in that series. They the, both of those teams have been hooping, and I look forward to who makes it out of that series. Um, even even being that um, the Nuggets, they man, they really hooped this whole season. Like not even just the the um, just the playoffs, but this whole season, they really hooped it up within this series and the, the last series, but. The, they they don't have any sla- they don't have a slash on their hands, man. The Blazers have really bl- really bl- brung it in that series, and uh, we get those game we get that game, and we also get um, the Sixers and Raptors um, on Sunday. So the winner of those two games move on to that conference um, finals round. We get the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, and we'll be back to cover the um, conference round in that next episode, man. And and that right there is all we have for the second round of the NBA playoffs. We'll be back for that next round. But right now, I just want to go to um, our uh, social media questions. Earlier this week, we hit social media and asked you guys if you had any topics or debates. And we got back two really good ones. So right now, we're just going to go ahead and dive in. We got The first one, we got that Aisha Curry situation. Now, I got asked to talk about this from a male's, a male's perspective. But I'm going to hit it three different ways. I'm going to talk to Aisha her, herself first. I'm going to talk to my fellas and I'm going to talk to my ladies. So, Aisha, baby girl, look. Now, when you say what you said and there was nothing wrong with what you said, like being perfectly honest, like how you said it, what you said, the way you said it, nothing wrong with that. I don't have a problem with that. But... The things you have done in your past are coming back to haunt you right now. That is why you're getting the type of response that you are getting. When you when you uh, when you say things to offend women, of course they're gonna come at you the way that they're coming at you. And, they, and when you tweet things like, um, "Oh, I'm getting my car detailed, I'm getting my car washed, and the dude is being real thirsty, I'm off the market," when you say things like that, and you portray that you have a cookie cutter image and that your relationship is so perfect and um, you you disrespect women by saying that, oh, women should follow my standards and y'all out, y'all out here living wrong and things like that. You like you take you're taking everybody that was on your team off your team. Like you kind of like you basically spitting in people's faces and like saying disrespectful stuff to people when people aren't that people don't take that stuff how you think they're going to take it because when you speak freely like that and when you be yourself on the red, t- like, and that's, that's the thing. Like I highly uh, encourage everybody to go back and watch that full interview. See, that's, that's what we do on the internet. We take a fucking five second clip and we run with it. Instead of watching the whole interview, like we should have, we just chime in on what we see right there for the five little seconds. How long the clip was, we take that and we run with it. And that's what people did. And I'm not mad at those people because they took that and run with it. That's the way the internet works. Can't be mad at that. But you, on the other hand, Aisha, like, I'm not mad at you for letting down your wall and letting down your guard and speaking freely like you spoke. And nobody should, honestly, should have jumped down your throat the way they did. But this is the internet. This is how this works. 
When you say things in your past, they often come back to haunt you. And that's what this, this that's what this is, that's what is happening right now. You made this bed, so now you have to lie in it. So now this is these are the type of results you get when you when you let down your guard and you you speak freely and you tell people how you feel. Which me being a married man, I totally understand where you're coming from. When you when you got with Steph, I'm pretty sure he didn't have this this type of fame and he he wasn't this big big NBA star. So when you when you got with him, I'm pretty sure you were the the one that everybody was looking at, and you were the one that like everybody was like, oh yeah, Aisha. And to be honest with you, ain't nobody checking for Steph Curry right now. Anyways, I ain't heard nobody no no women say, oh Steph Curry that guy he he this that the third. No, I ain't heard that. Even with him being a a big star, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't he wasn't the big the big talk before um he became a big star and became a, a future NBA um Hall of Famer and All Star and this that the third. So when you you're, you're in a relationship before your significant other hits the uh, hits the hits the big time, the that that being the center of attention and having all the attention that sh- it flip flops. So with that being said, with that being said, Curry is getting more of the attention and that's taking a toll on you as a woman. And I get that. I understand how you guys work. I understand you have feelings and you have emotions. And right now your marriage is being somewhat you're going through. Somewhat of a um, it's it this and it, and it happens in marriages like you're gonna go through things and your relationship is gonna be tested and that's all this is and I hope you guys can get through it I hope you guys can work through it um because I see you guys as a strong couple and I love you guys and I love what you do and you guys are great but baby girl you have to just take this type of criticism with a grain of salt man because to be honest with you the people that are commenting on this thing the majority of these people are, are very shallow very insecure people and honestly half of these people don't know what they're talking about and to be honest with you I can't blame them for not knowing because most of these people that are commenting on this thing aren't married most of these people aren't in a committed relationship they aren't even faithful to their significant others most of these people are single so yeah they're going to say the things that they're saying and I and I and I get that So I don't expect them to understand. But baby girl, you keep telling your truth and living your life and speaking your mind because the only person whose opinion should matter right now is is, and that's your husband. And he's in full support of you. So fuck what the haters say. Keep doing your thing. Now, fellas, now listen up. I want to be clear when I say this. All right. So you can quote me on this, whatever. But it's some real shit I'm going to say. So listen up, man. Just because your feelings and your emotions don't matter don't mean hers don't. I'm going to say that again so I'm clear. Just because your feelings and your emotions don't matter don't mean hers don't. And I say that because us as, us as guys and us as, us as men, we don't wear our emotions and our feelings on our sleeves, but women do. 24-7, their heart and their emotions and, and everything, they wear that shit on their sleeve, and that's how they work. But... You as a man, you have to get that in order, especially if you want to you want to be married one day and you want to get into a relationship and you want this shit to work. You have got to understand how these women work. If you don't right now, you have got to be open in these relationships when you get in these relationships to try to understand how women work and how and how how they how how they operate. Like, man, like and I can only speak for myself in my marriage and my and my situation, because when I got into my my my. In my marriage and my my relationship, I didn't have it all figured out. But that's that's what a that is what a relationship is. It's I like I, I often like to use the the book 
use a use the book for an um an example when I when I describe a relationship. Your relationship is often like a book, a book that you write. And when you're writing a book, it's it's really hard to like get somebody else somebody else's advice off of your book when you're writing a book. Now, you can go read other books to try to get like, okay, well, I kind of see how I want my book to be, but to take somebody's word for word and exactly what they did to get their results is foolish when you're writing your own book because this is your book. You want your own results at the end of the day. So, with that being said, you have got to understand that there are things that you are going to do that are different than other people in their relationships, but nonetheless, you have got to go into that thing with an open mind, open heart, and just try to understand your partner um, down the road, man. So understanding is key. Uh, communication is key and understanding and, and so many, so many more, so many more things go into a relationship, but nonetheless, understanding your partner is the is the the main factor in in keeping this thing going because there's give and take there are 50 50 situations shit there's 90 10 situations where you feel like you lose but at the end of the day you're winning in the long run because even sometimes in in, in your relationship you feel like well i didn't come out I, that situation didn't happen how i wanted it to happen but there's situations to where the 90 the 90 is going to be on your side and that is the give and take in the relationship so it's a lot of understanding and, and getting how women work so with, with all that being said, fellas, like, uh, and going and, and based on this Aisha situation, man, like, I seen a lot of you guys calling her everything from shallow to insecure when the whole time you were the ones that are insecure because for you to not even understand how how she said this and to take this out of context. And I even, like, bro, seen some really disrespectful coming from some of my fellas and some of my, some of my guys, like, seeing things like, Oh, if she was my woman, I would do this and do that. And like along the lines of putting your hands on a female, that should never be the case in any situation. That is so disrespectful to everybody and every and like, bro, like I can't even like put into words how disrespectful that is and how that makes me feel as, as a man. Like, like, bro, like and I, and I come from from that um, in my childhood. I, I, I seen I've seen that. And just to see what that did to me growing up as, uh, as, a, as a man in this world and to, to know. That your lady or your wife speaking her mind angers you that much to where you want to put your hands on her, bro. I just want to be honest. That makes you a whole ass bitch made nigga. And if that offends you, then and 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 that makes you feel some type of way, then that shit applies to you, bro. So you need to check yourself and check your energy and look back at yourself and say, "Hey, man, am I am I where I want to be in my relationship? And I and am I where I want to be in my life?" To the point where I can be feeling some type of way about this. Nah, you need to fucking check yourself. Get the fuck off this podcast and get your fucking shit together. Okay, now ladies, bear with me. I'm a man, but I only want to talk to the, the ladies that feel like Miss Curry may have embarrassed her family or may have disrespected her husband for wanting the attention of other men. But is she not human? Is she not supposed to say how she feels and... And speak on that, regardless of whether she talked about it with uh, with her husband before she got on a red table talk or not. Like, I feel like we have to put ourselves in her shoes, regardless of the shit she said in the past. Like, bro, we are like none of us are perfect, and we are all on this journey, and we are all trying to figure this thing out. Even them, even though she's in the public eye, I know she chose that, but at the same time, we have got to do better at trying to understand that. 
we are gonna make mis- we are gonna make mistakes and we are we are gonna like have flaws in our relationships that we fix on a daily like even myself like we like me and Veronica both like we still like try to figure this thing out like I said earlier like bro this thing is a book we write these pages every day and tomorrow may be a new chapter who knows but at the same time like we have got to do better as a people and understanding like hey yeah she said this and yeah maybe it wasn't the right way and yeah she could have done it done it differently but at the same time like bro she is a human being and we all make mistakes and for that like I truly appreciate her for speaking her mind and I hope more of you ladies speak your minds and understand that you have you like bro like it's 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 a thing called self-worth like and and understanding like bro like you can have feel away and speak your mind and not have to just say well I don't want to say this because this might be disrespecting my relationship no if you feel that type of way your your significant other should understand that you feel this way and you should be able to speak your mind and and be the woman you want to be and live your best life all right so now we're gonna move on to that next topic we got from social media and dealing with blatant disrespect when it comes to your elders most of us are taught i'm sure that you are supposed to respect your elders regardless but when you go out here in this world to always demand the respect to be mutual with that exception of your elders. OK, now how I feel about that is when you when you go, when you when you finally like venture out into this world and like you actually are doing what it takes to be an adult. You moved out your mom's house and you are doing your own thing and you have got to like start to draw that line of when it's okay for your elder to speak to you any kind like any type of way. Like I understand like when you stand with your mama, like and she, she talking to you sideways and you like, man, this shit ain't right. Like, bro, I, I ain't finna let her talk to me like that. Yeah. At that time, you better shut your ass up for she put your ass the fuck out. But once you finally move out, she can't put you out no more. I ain't saying you talk to her any type of way, but you let her know, like, hey, you got to draw that line. Like, hey, man, look, ma, you running your mouth a little bit too crazy. Like, I leave and go go home if you're going to keep talking to me like that. Like, for real. But at the same time, like, you have to draw those those boundaries and you have to draw that line to stand somewhere. Because I'm telling you, like, I and I'm still struggling with it myself, like, with dealing with elders and, like, when to, like, make that move and say, hey, all right, this is it. This is where I'm going to go ahead and nip this in the bud. Now, you choose when your elders cross the line and when you want to like say, all right, look, we're going to go ahead and get get down to the bottom of this right now. But there has to be a time to where you get to that point to where you say, look, this is it right here. I am. I'm not going to allow this person to keep talking, talking to me like this, because I feel like this. If this was a random person on the street, you wouldn't allow them to talk to you sideways. So whether them being blood cuz whatever being a relative it doesn't matter you have got to demand that same respect to a degree when it comes to elders like you cannot allow them to just talk to you crazy and talk to you any kind any kind of way and just run a mouth real spicy and just because it gets to a point to where eventually your cup gonna run up over and you gonna say some shit that you can't take back and that shit might not that might get you uh your your invite snatch back from a lot of these family gatherings so choose wisely and just understand like hey let me go ahead and just get this shit out the way 
even though you you know like it might make your grandma your your your, aunt, your uncle feel some type of way but at the end of the day like you have got to like have that sense of like man look i know i'm not wrong for this because at the end of the day how would how would they feel if you were saying some of the things that they were saying to them um how would they feel about how how would they respond to it so you just have to like keep that in mind and just say man look I'm going to go ahead and nip this thing in the bud and get this thing out of the way because I don't want that out of nowhere, like me just lashing out at them and then the family look at me like I'm crazy, like this mug ain't got no home training, This he ain't got no sense, he just got out here and just start acting buckle out. Nah, we can go ahead and dress this and get this out the way. And that right there is all the time that we have for you guys. I appreciate you guys so much for listening to this episode and just the love and support you've shown your boy has been amazing. Until next time. It's love as always. We out.